0: Welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John Rocket. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about all the drama that's going on with the National Wrestling Alliance. The NWA, Billy Corgan's NWA, Smashing Pumpkins NWA. A lot of craziness going on over there with Nick Aldis announcing that he'd be leaving the NWA. And the drama that followed. Originally, my plan was to record my good friend... Baby Huey of the In The Click podcast, um, because I know he used to watch NWA, and I wanted to get his thoughts on all this drama, but unfortunately, I just, last night, like, everything copped me, like, I was so tired, I just kind of put my head down real quick while I was watching TV, and all of a sudden, I was out and out like a light, I feel great, as you can tell, my energy's up. I feel fantastic, but I was gonna do my first hosting podcast job uh, and actually interview my buddy Baby Huey. But we'll we'll do that again. I really wanted to get him on here and talk to him about uh, um, professional wrestling. I've been on in the Click podcast in the past, and it's a really really good podcast. Uh, Baby Huey does a great job. He's such a he's such a pro. Of course, he's you know a producer of one of the biggest radio stations in the Bay area, the 107's on the bone. Um, and you know, I just, just marvel at his, uh, professionalism and his hard work. And, uh, you know, his opinion means a lot to me. So I was like really excited to finally be in the hosting, the host chair and, you know, ask him questions and, and, you know, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll we'll get there soon. We'll get there soon, but check out, in the Click podcast, um, I think you really enjoy it. He covers everything from the WWE to AEW, covers all the top, all the the, the top stories each week, and um, and also he has uh, really good interviews with uh, WWE superstars, AEW superstars um, that he posts on there as well. So check out the In the Click podcast. Now, let's talk about this drama. It's just like. It kind of just came on and it was – and at first I thought, huh, you know, Nick just leaving NWA, you know, no big deal. It's fine for him probably to move on. But then I just kept kind of like listening to some of his things that Nick Aldis was saying, why he's leaving, and it really kind of fascinated me because it's a look into like when people in the wrestling business deal with people – Outside the wrestling business, I, th- I think they know more than someone who's been in it, who's been passionate about it, you know. Um, it's it's a frustrating experience, right? When I was booking APW my first time around, this was from 2008 to 2012. Towards the end of 2012, you know, we're on some kind of rolling around Xander to promote APW, having some financial struggles and you know he was looking for anything to kind of help out there and there was a gentleman that kind of came through and you know sold sold a bunch of lies in my opinion but like he, you know he was just promising the world has all these connections all this stuff and so Roland at the time was very desperate and he, he bought into this guy even though I can smell bullshit You know, right away, and I'm surprised Roland didn't smell bullshit right away. He usually does, but I think what happened was that when you're so you know, you know, when you're down and 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 looking for help, you kind of just want to believe what was what you know that this person is going to come through. And and of course, Roland wanted me to work with this gentleman, and you know, I'm was totally cool for someone coming in trying to help APW out. um, but when Roland wanted him to be part of creative and help me book APW, that I was out. I'm not going to work with someone that doesn't know anything about, you know, wrestling because, I mean, his pitch to me was, you know, let's go to we'll work with all the indies in our area and we'll come in and we'll be the heels and it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I was like, no, I'm not going to work with a guy like that, right? And so I was, I was listening to Nick Aldis talk about his experience with Billy Corgan and NWA. And this kind of brought me back those flashbacks. So I really started to get into the story and diving deep into the story. And so when it all started was on November 6, Nick Aldis on his Instagram account announced like that he's leaving the NWA. Now, this was uh, <laughs> supposed to be... A post to his I guess Instagram has a paywall for certain 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 accounts or celebrities can set up paywalls and I guess he was uploading this to the fans who paid for this paywall I don't know why people would you know I you know I, I wonder how many fans do pay for this but there must be some fans that are on there so he posted that he's leaving the NDA he's putting his notice in and he'll be a free agent in January. But unfortunately, and I kind of, I don't really believe this part of what Nick Aldis is saying. He says that it was supposed to be for the paywall, but he mistakenly just clicked and it went out to everyone. And of course, they ended up taking it down. But that started the whole ball rolling of like the back and forth, publicly back and forth between Nick Aldis and Billy Corgan, the owner of the NBA. And so Billy Corgan ended up suspending Nick Aldis from, from appearing on the November 12th. NWA pay-per-view Hard Times 3. Um, you know, Corgan was upset before the pay-per-view, like one of his top talents and a person who has been the face of Billy Corgan's NWA would announce he's leaving the company for the pay-per-view. Corgan just bleed this buried the NWA and the talent on the Hard Times 3 pay-per-view card. Uh Nick Aldis recently went on Sam Roberts not Sam wrestling podcast to clarify his reasonings for leaving the NWA. Um, and he said regarding Billy Corrigan's comments of all just trying to bury the NWA before the pay-per-view uh, he said, and I quote, it certainly wasn't intended to be this burial of the NWA or anything like that. Why would I do that? Why would I bury myself? And that makes perfect sense. Like, him going on bearing the NWA just makes him look bad, right? Because he was the face, and and honestly, my eyes still are the face. When you think of the Billy Corgan era of the NWA, you think of Nick Aldis, the NWA champion, right? And he, on this podcast with Sam Roberts, he go, goes on to uh, clarify, you know, clarify to the people why he decided to leave the NWA. Uh, Aldis cited. The Nvidia product was sh- straying away from what he originally envisioned, and this is what he said, and I quote: "What, what it w- has become now is not what I envisioned it to be, and certainly isn't what I was laying the groundwork ground for ground for it to be. Didn't have the core values I tried to sort of maintain, and again, it wasn't a knock." It was just me saying this isn't for me anymore. I wanted to do an alternative wrestling brand that represented all the things about the NWA that people missed in the current product. Whether it be from overproduction or from my or from a different mentality or a different style, let's give them all those things. Now Billy Corgan has claimed that Nick Aldous was pressuring him to put the NWA title back around his waist. Nick Aldis claims that this is not the case. Nick Aldis will officially be a free agent on January of 2023. So, it's, it's very interesting stuff. And, and the NWA, when it started launching, I think it relaunched it in 2019, I think it was, when they are doing a studio wrestling again and I checked it out. It was on, I think they're on YouTube. And it had like a nice little throwback charm to it. <clears throat> I know a lot of people that were watching it. My buddy Baby Hugh at the time was watching it. And I, I liked it. It's like an hour show, ease to watch. Uh, you know, like I said, gave you those old school studio vibes. Like it just, it felt different than whatever else is doing. That was good. That was a good thing. Had a mixture of veteran talent and some young talent. And you know things look good now. Granted, um, the pandemic hit, and that and that caused just you know a lot of companies to go out of business or lose their momentum. Look what happened to ROH. You know the the pandemic really did a number on them, and they never recovered. And had, and you know Sinclair sold it, and of course Tony Khan bought it, and forcing it down our throats on AEW television every week. But NWA is the same thing. They took a hiatus, they lost their momentum, and you know they came back and it just and people moved on and never came back and even checked it out. And I was a pretty much a regular watcher of the NWA when it first started because, I, like I said, I liked what they were doing. I enjoyed it. It was an easy watch. I would even order their pay per views on Fight Fight TV. It was very. Uh, they're very low priced and, you know, supporting you know, I like to support you know, the wrestlers and stuff. And my my, my friend Jr. Kratos was uh on that sh- pay per view and I wanted to support him and and I you know, I even tweeted out like I'm ordering this because of JR Kratos and, and and I wanted to, you know, them to know that this you know why I'm supporting him and and, and JR Kratos was a perfect guy for the NWA at the time. Because, you know, he's not a younger guy, but he's still a younger, like, fresh face at the time. Like, he, I don't think he was even doing NWA strong at the time. But here's a guy that, man, if you could have had J.R. Kratos, the way he looks. He has that awesome, mean look. And he's, he could be a, a really good Bay face or a really good heel. And I thought, you know, he's a, someone new that a lot of, the, a lot of fans haven't seen because he's been on the West Coast for so long. That you can like build him up, and he could be a he could be a really good, credible challenger to Nick Aldis, and then Nick Aldis would be a great opponent for JR Kratos. I don't you know you don't have to put the belt on JR Kratos, but you could really build an interesting main event with that. And I'm granted, I'm a little biased towards JR Kratos because uh, he's one of my favorite people I've ever worked with in professional wrestling. He was a great champion for me in Premier Wrestling, and also in even APW as well. But he's the type. He's that type of wrestler that Billy Corgan should have went after, right? Like more of those type of wrestlers. You know, you have your veterans that can work, like a Nick Aldis or Chris Masters. But now you go off and you kind of go on the indies and and find talent. Um, a lot of people are speculating that this is all a worked quote unquote shoot uh, because uh, I believe they did. Nick Aldis and Billy Corgan did an angle a few months ago. That was, you know, "quote unquote" a work shoot. When I heard uh, Nick Aldis on this San Roberts on this San Roberts podcast, it's clear to me that this isn't um, an angle that they're they're working because it just feels <laughs> an angle. Like, why would Billy Corgan want to make himself look like a? Like a heel, or it makes the NWA look heel, or make the NWA not look cool, or you know, like it just you know makes the NWA not look good. And I, they think Nick like, Aldis is very, very untruthful on that on that podcast with Sam Roberts, and I think he's, you know, he put for three years his blood, sweat, and tears in this. He talked about you know doing stuff on his own dime to help you know the the he did the ten pounds of gold. I think he's. You know, without, with David Lagana gone because of the uh, Me Too movement that happened with him. Um, you know, Nick Aldis, I think during the Matt Cardona program, he was the one that produced the 10 Pounds of Gold segment. And I didn't even watch those. I kind of want to see how those came out. But at the time, like I said, I was kind of like out of the NWA. I wasn't really invested in what they were doing. Uh, but, you know, he worked really hard to promote the brand. And at first, you know, I liked Nick August from TNA. I thought he was a a good young athlete, good-looking young athlete. I thought he could talk, you know. Um, I always thought they should have done something with him, but he's kind of just like in a tag team. I think I remember remember like him and Samoa Joe being in a tag team. But I felt like he could have been a guy that they could have, you know, a future guy they could have, you know, built up and, you know, as they kind of filter throughout the older generation, kind of like, you know, build some new guys around and, and they just never did that. He's kind of just in the middle with the British, you know, team with Doug Williams and stuff. They're a good team, but like, you know, I felt like he had something that they could done, do something with. So when Nick this and the it's like, he even said, like it's hard to hard after the TNA deal because he's, you know, had this, the TNA stink on him. You know, a lot of people were like, ah, TNA, you know, like it just, it was hard for him to kind of, you know, go to the next level where he wanted to go. So, but he took a chance to the NWA and they put the belt. I'm in that first episode of this Billy Corgan NWA with the studio and he came out, he's the first guy to come out and he's in the suit and had the world title belt with him. The NWA world title belt. And I. At first, I'm like, okay, he's just trying to be Ric Flair, right? That's the first thing I thought of, right? And he starts cutting this promo, and I'm like, man, this is a good promo. This is a really good promo. And I thought, you know what? He won me over that promo. I I, I believe him. I believe what he was saying. I believe him as a champion. I was really, okay, cool. I want to see what he's going to do next. And, of course, you know, they had a nice program with Cody over the NBA title and at the all-in, it very first all-in pay-per-view. Cody beat him for the NBA title and that was a, a lot of people say was, a, you know, one of the probably the best moment on that pay-per-view. Um, of course, he ended up dropping the belt like six weeks later to Nick Aldis, back nick Nick Aldis. So, you know, good stuff there. And I felt like, okay, he's carrying this company. He is, and I, I enjoyed his work. I enjoyed his matches on the show. I thought he did a great job. Uh and but unfortunately, it's sad that you know. I think from my understanding, from what Nicole was saying, like first Billy Corgan was kind of more hands off and just kind of you know. Of course, he would give his two cents and opinions. His money, he definitely has all right to do that. But then he, I think, he took more of a creative role, and again. Just because you read the Observer or, or you know uh, read stuff online, does you know doesn't mean you know how to do it, right? Like booking is very hard. It took me a very long time to to learn how to book and and study the booking and you know study the cl- the great bookers, study the bad bookers because I don't want to do repeat what their mistakes. Like you got to you know, um, and just kind of make some mistakes but i don't think they make these mistakes like yeah i can understand like why nick aldis is upset like i didn't know they even did a social distancing match for two guys don't touch and this gift character that nick aldis was a fan of and and i start and I, so i'm like what is this show about so i try I, you know what's it like now so i want to go tune in there's all these t- championship bells there's something with wildcat wrestling and i'm like what is this what's going on here right it just didn't... The talent wasn't to the level that it was originally at, in my opinion. From what I recently saw of the NWA. A few shows... I think it's Hard Times 3. No, excuse me. I think it's Hard Times... Whatever the pay-per-view was before, Hard Times 3. I almost ordered it. Just to cover it for the Take It Home podcast. like the tougher show. I haven't covered NWA in a very long time. I thought, you know what? I'll just check out the latest pay-per-view. And... I believe this is around the time when some kind of, like, this was in a worked, the angle between Billy Corgan and Nick Aldis. Aldis was taken off the pay-per-view, and, like, in the main event was Tyrus. And now the pay-per-views for NWA are pretty well priced. I think there might be $16.99 to, like, $19.99. Right? No. Something very reasonable. Maybe $24.99. Still. Still very Reasonable, right? But I'll tell you what. I'm not going to pay for a pay-per-view with Tyrus in the main event. I'm sorry. The, the last pay-per-view I ordered from the NWA was the when Nick Aldis lost the title to Trevor Murdoch. And Tyrus was on that show. And I saw a couple of TVs leading up to the pay-per-view as well. And Tyrus was on there. And I'm like, why are they... Why do they have Tyrus on the show? I know he's on Fox News, but does that trans? Does it, like, are they really gonna? Is he really gonna bring those Fox News watchers to order a pay per view on fight? I don't think so. And he'd get in the ring, and he was so slow, and he could barely get up without using the ropes, and his knees are shot, and he just looked horrible. And I'm like. Did I see the he's going to be put in this main event of this pay-per-view? Hell no. I'll cover something else. Because I'm sorry. I'm not going to uh, – Tyrus should not even be in the main event. He shouldn't even be on the card at this point. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and I could not believe that on this November 12th pay-per-view they just had, Hard Times 3 – that Tyrus, the former, the former Funkasaurus, Bortus Clay, won the NWA title defeating Trevor Murdoch and Matt Cardone in a three-way match. Wow. With all this stuff going on with Nick Aldis. And, and Nick Aldis put it out there like, hey, it's not what I originally envisioned for the NWA. It's, it's not... For him passing the Harley race test is not the alternative that he envisioned and he hoped the NW to be. And then you had this happen? Like, why would Billy Corgan do that? Why would how could he sit there and say, We've got to put on Tyrus. This is gonna help our business. I've saw I've seen so much negativity on this decision. I don't I don't think anybody's going to recover from this. I really don't. I think this is donezo for them. I can't see anyone wanting to spend their hard earned money to see Tyrus, the NWA champion, the old school fan or the fan of old school wrestling that likes that style. Which originally helped Billy Corgan's NBA get this buzz early on, I don't can't see them sticking around if they are even still around. I didn't compare numbers, but apparently, what Nick all the same, like when you know the views of social media are lower than what they used to be on these uh, YouTube shows or whatnot, whatever social media metrics they have, it's been it's down from. What when he was on top, and he's not advocating for him to be the in-debate champion again. He's just saying like, you need to go back to the vision they had originally. That's what the fan base that supports NDBA wants. But Billy Corgan wants to take it this other direction of this goofiness. He's trying to follow the trends of other indies out there doing the exact same thing just being just making fun of the wrestling business and you know make it, you know you could have some levity in wrestling I'm not saying wrestling should all be serious you know like it but but you still print, present it to where the fans want to care about the competitors or want to you know sit back watch a wrestling product and Suspend their disbelief for a good hour, two hours, three hours, whatever it is, and that, and to do that, you need to present wrestling in a very serious matter. But I'm not. But at times, you can have some fun, some comedy. There should be characters with, with some goofy personalities. But at the, but when they're in the ring. They want to win the wrestling matches, right? Like, Jimmy Boogie Woogie Valiant, right? Not my favorite wrestler as a kid. Sometimes I would, like, be annoyed of him. You know, because he'd just come in and he'd sing and he'd dance and jump around. and, But, like, he got in the ring and he, and he fought and he'd try to win. Like, he just wasn't trying to make an ass of the wrestling business. He didn't take me out of the match like oh this is just he just you know insulting me with his wrestling no you know like he was a scrapper he's a brawler he's a fighter he just had this big personality but he got in the ring he wanted to win the match now you got guys just just doing stuff to do it they don't care if it looks goofy or fake or silly they want you to they they're they they're they're showing you that oh we're just having fun out here and, and No, like, you know, when I go watch an action movie or drama, I don't want, you know, I don't want to just, yeah, I want to be suspend my disbelief. I I think this, 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 this irony, this ironic wrestling, whatever, just, just makes the business look bad. Look at the business now; it's, it's, you know, WWE's been really hot lately. They've been, you know, but not to the level of like where it should be, you know. A lot of damage been done by the WWE itself, you know, with things. AEW's ice cold right now. I couldn't believe that rating they got this week. 800 and, you know, 18,000 viewers for their go-home show, their pay-per-view. Are you kidding me? I, I Just a big drop. I don't think they had much competition, I'll, you know. I just think a lot of people are just done. You know, they, they've seen it all. And CM Punk's no longer there. And, the, the the bad booking for the last since, I guess we could say Forbidden Door on or, you know, it's just. I'm getting off track here, but like. When the NWA, like I said, people liked was the classic feel of the wrestling show. They liked the, you know, the story of Tim Storm, the the old veteran, the former champion going for one big run. Um the ten pounds of gold stuff is great. I, at least that first series with Tim Storm and Nick all this, you know. I enjoyed that. It got me into this NWA. Help. It, it was really good. They could they they could have really done those often. Like every time like, you get ready for a a, a a challenger doing a big chase to a title. You know, do those ten pounds of goal. You can't do it like all the time, but you kind of you know pick and choose the which programs you want to want to do that with. I used to like when the NXT um, would do those uh, very uh, was it UFC or the uh, uh, the boxing you know video packages. Um, AEW does them now too, I believe. But like you know, you go in, you, you see them at their home preparing mentally and physically for this challenge and what it means to them and their family and their fans i just love that stuff i remember one of the 10 hours ago with tim storm was like because he's a teacher and he's in his classroom he's talking about what the nba title means to him and what does you know like being a teacher and how much it inspire his students and i was like dude fucking in it i love that stuff you could keep doing stuff like that for each big challenger. Like, okay, you do the Tim Storm thing, maybe a few months later, you know, there's a new contender coming up, a JR Kratos. So now you're, like, featuring JR Kratos and his journey to the 10 pounds of gold and his big challenge. And then, you know, so on and so on. And, you know, you do, like, it, like, four times a year, you do the 10 pounds of gold uh, videos. And, you know, I just... They should, you know, that's what it... Because I always felt like there could have been, like, one wrestling show like that where it was all that kind of, you know, unleashed by the UFC or, uh, you know... I forget what the box needs to call it, but, you know, these videos, it's like an hour and, and it's not about, like, you know, it's about building up to the match and you're you're seeing everything else, the training and... I don't know, that was probably interesting and something different... <laughs> <clears throat> and 10 pounds of gold was doing that. I'm like, oh, this is what I was kind of th- envisioning. Like, this is what they should do. You know, I didn't have the production to do it. I wish I did. I would have loved to know that kind of stuff with Premiere, but I just didn't have the, the budget for that. But, you know, luckily, Corgan does. And and so now we got Tyrus as NWA champion. And I decided, I psyched the tune-in to the first episode of NWA power and first thing out is here comes Tyrus the new NWA champion and his other guys in the stables who, who's now all champions themselves Jordan Clearwater who's a good young talent there's a guy there that could be you know you could uh built up for uh, uh, a child shot versus a credible world champion like a Nick Aldis and <laughs> I'm sorry just seeing Tyrus that as a cha- as their innovate champion just was not working was not working he didn't have the presence out there he didn't feel like a champion doesn't look like the champion you know it just doesn't work it doesn't work maybe if he was younger and you know better at Better in athletic shape, maybe. You know, I don't know. But it just, I didn't believe it. I, didn't, I wasn't feeling it. And he just has, unfortunately, he's a guy that was featured in the mid-card for WWE. And it's been gone for a long t- time. And he's older. And and I've seen his performance lately. And it's not good. And I I really think that this is, it It's better be short. Because if it's not, this will drive people away, and I don't know if they'll recover from it. I I seriously don't think so. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if anyway closes up shop. If they if they continue with Tyrus champion, I really think things go away heat from the fans who don't even want to tune in. Because why? Why do you want to? Why would you want to watch a guy who can't even get up? Once he falls, like he has to like hold the hold the rope, pull himself up. Like that's not, not what you want to see at the end You want to see athletic matches, uh, dramatic matches. You know you want to see you know NWA champion supposed to be a guy that's going to make a guy look good. And Tyrus is not going to make anyone look good. I'm sorry, it's not going to work. You know NWA has it's tough. To compete, obviously, you know they don't. Have, Billy Corrigan has his money, and he has money. He's investing in W.A., but he can't compete when it comes to, you know, the WWE or AEW. When if one of their talents contract comes up, and if AEW or WWE wants them, there's really nothing that Billy Corrigan can do. I mean, but what what does Billy Corrigan need to do? In this situation. Knowing he can't compete with the WWE. Or AEW. <laughs> this is. When. You got to have your. Ear to the indie scene. You got to do your. Due due diligence. You got to do your scouting. And keep finding the next. Young star. You might have him for a short time. But. Go and find them and feature them, and then you and and as you're featuring that guy, keep looking for the next, and keep the you got to constantly look for young stars because as soon as they get over, they'll probably go, and that's fine, you know. Be you know, take the NBA as a terror, make it like its own little territory, right? You know, you're bringing people in, you know they're not gonna be there forever, and you got to cycle new talent in, and. You got to go around. There's there's a lot of talent on the indies. There is. a little And there's a, a lot of good talent. You got to weed out the bad. And there's a lot of bad. But there's a lot of good ones. That are kind of just sitting there. And hasn't had that opportunity yet. And. If Billy Gorgon has someone that he can trust. To find this talent. That can see talent. And recruit talent. he sh- That's what he should do. And then. Keep cycling, keep cycling. Yes, say you get a. a. JR Kratos, and they have JR Kratos, and he's there for six months, and all of a sudden W wants him, boom, he's gonna be gone. Okay, that's, you know, do your best with You would use him for your six months as best of his ability, and get. Out what you need for him for the NWA, and then now yes, now you have this other guy that comes in and takes his spot, and you feature him, and 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 he might be there for only six months. You know, maybe sign these guys to year deals. Most of these probably should, but it's just you just got to keep cycling talent. Keep cycling talent. You know, don't expect anyone to stick around for a long time unless you have these longer contracts, but. Most likely, he's probably doing per date deals or short term deals, like six months or to a year, um, and that's fine. Again, territories—they're always cycling talent, right? And there's gonna be some. There's, there's gonna be some guys that just don't leave, and they might not have interest in AEW or WWE, but they're gonna be his core guys that kind of stick around, you know. And that's what I would do for Billy. But you have to. To have a good recruiter, you have to keep recruiting. You can't just stop and think, okay, this is my group. And then when the guy gets picked up by WAW, you're like, okay, who am I going to get? And you rush to just get someone. Like, Kind of always have your eye on the talent on the indie scene. Now, Nick Aldis, free agent, January 2023, where will he end up? Obviously, there's probably two, <laughs> two contenders, and that's going to be WWE and AEW, right? I don't see him going to Impact Wrestling. I mean, he was there before. When he left, it was hard for him to get, like his, as he said, the TNA stink off. I don't think he wants to do that anymore. Now, let's look at him in AEW, if he goes there. I'm trying to think of someone on the... It, AEW roster kind of comparable to Nick Aldis and the guy I kind of think about is Jay Lethal now Jay Lethal is a better worker than Nick Aldis you know but they're about the same level like little like Jay Lethal is a little bit more because he was you know on top of the ROH when ROH was still you know the number two brand in the United States and right but it's similar, similar like level, I guess, NWA. Yeah, I don't know, similar just level there. I want to say, lack of a better word. Um, and look at Jay Lethal right now. Like, I know he's on the pay-per-view, he's going to be in this pay-per-view coming up. I record this on Friday. He's tomorrow, he's wrestling. He's teaming up with Jeff Jarrett staying in Darby Allin. But Jay Lethal got brought in. and got beat right away and got beat again. And and then he got put in the stable. Something he did, And Jay Lethal was a guy that, you know, national television-wise, wasn't seen much and could talk, could work. He could have been a guy you made a big deal. Like, you know, Tony Khan loves to talk about people's history in wrestling. It's just great. I like that. He should have been brought in with a big fanfare with this former Ring of Honor world champion, one of the best Ring of Honor World Champions of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Built him up, right? Let him cut promos before he wrestles and do video packages on him before he wrestles and and then debut him and have him win his first match and keep winning for weeks and weeks. And you build him up. If maybe building up you know build up to a challenger for the TNT title or or the world title. Like make him feel like something, cause he cause he can carry that load. I see Nick all doing the same thing, coming in there losing. Maybe he comes in and does win, but I, I just I feel like he's gonna be a guy in AW, just another guy playing in the middle. Then quickly, just another guy on the roster who's sometimes used and sometimes not appears on dark. I just. You know, Nick I don't know how old he is. I You know, I got to check that, but he's in his 30s, I believe. He's still not old, but, he, you know, he's older than what WWE used to want to sign. They were, of course, going for the younger, you know, 20-year-olds, you know, young kids out of college, football players. Going for any guys, too, but younger guys. But I think now that Triple H is in charge of WWE, I think that... The philosophy is just a little bit different. I think they're open to guys older in age, like in their 30s. It all depends, right? Case-by-case case basis, right? And I think Nick Aldis is a guy that would be perfect for the WE. You know, he mentioned like he says nothing, you know, he would had nothing against starting in NXT. I think that would be a great spot for him to start with, Right? You know, feature him in NXT for a little while, then bring him to the main roster. I don't think he needs to be in NXT long, but you could do something, or you can have him come in and and be with you know on the main roster right away. He could definitely do that, no problem. Um, you know Triple H talk about NXT Europe, and I know a lot of people think. Some people I know told me that they don't think it's really going to happen, but it's going to happen. You know, Triple H is very passionate about NXT very passionate about the NXT Europe from what all of I've heard. And what 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 a great guy to have on that roster for NXT Europe. But Nick Aldis, right? He even mentioned like him versus Drew McIntyre. We, you know, English versus, you know, Scots versus English. Like, that would be a big match. Like, he was at um, the Clash of the Castle, and he's sitting there. Thinking about <laughs> Billy Corcoran's stupid ideas, as he's watching this stadium full of people, and he's watching Gunther and Sheamus have a great match. He's watching Drew McIntyre come out with this great reaction, and he, you know, he could vision himself there. And I think he can hold his own there. And I think he can visit himself, you know, be a big part of NXT Europe for sure. And definitely, I think he can be a big a fresh face for the main roster. They need you know f- they're getting a lot of people coming back, but I think they need just fresher faces and you know Nick Aldis can go, he can talk, he can work. He has a size. I think WWE is the perfect fit for him. So, that's where I want to see him go. Um you know, I would add, I don't have a problem with him going to AEW if he's going to be used, but I don't have faith in Tony Khan y- using him. To the best of his ability, Tony Khan he signs a lot of people, but he has a lot of people and doesn't know what to do with them. Look, here, he just signed Air Fox. He just recently signed Air Fox. <laughs> I'm not the biggest Air Fox fan, but but here's the reason I think it's a dumb signing because Air Fox is no different than Dante Martin, Ray Phoenix, uh, who else they got that does the same freaking style. So many guys, the Young Bucks, like they all do the same style, that same, you know, spotty matches. Like you have a bunch of guys that can do flips and spots. Like you don't need another guy that's going to be in the middle, you know, and that's what Aero Fox going to be. He'll be in the middle. I don't know if he's going to be a feature guy. I seriously doubt it. He'll be played with for a while. He'll be He's a new shiny toy for Tony Khan for a while. He'll be doing ladder matches and Stupid shit like that. But eventually, like every kid, when you get a new toy, you're going to feature that toy. And you're going to put the other toy over the box and maybe bring him out every once in a while. But he'll be on Dark. And I feel like that's going to happen to Nick Aldis. And I don't want to see that happen to Nick Aldis. I think he'll be featured better in the WWE. I think WWE could definitely work to his strengths better. And plus when NXT Europe does launch they said 2023 I'm, I'm guessing more towards the summer of 2023 um you know he'd be a perfect addition for that so you know he maybe you don't sign him for the hey you feature on the main roster for a while then the once NXT UK, uh sorry NXT UK NXT Europe launches have him go over there right so That's my thoughts of the NWA and all the drama happening with the NWA and Nick Aldis and Billy Corkin. What do you think? What do you want to see Nick Aldis go? Do you want to see him go WWE? You want to go to AEW? Do you feel the NWA can survive this run of Tyrus as the world champion? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Hit me up at LaRocketJL on Twitter if it's still around. I guess I haven't really been following all the drama. I see people posting like, this happens. I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it's just so much bullshit. But if it's gone, hit me up on Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Join our Fight Game Media Patreon. $5 a month. We got a lot of great wrestling content there. And plus, MA. Boxing. We got a lot of great stuff. So Everyone, thanks for listening to the Take It Home Podcast this weekend. Have fun. Be safe. Take care.